back. We are back, Tomas and John, and this time joining us, Olivia Go. Hello. No. Oh, I know. I John and I were doing that so often where you were literally just like, you could, like look at the mic and. Say, like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it, it'll melt away. Okay? The, first, the, first, the first few times we we did this, and like no doubt, I mean even with like Matt, obviously all of our our good friend Matt, we love him. Uh, if you're listening, Matt, keep keep listening or not. Um, but I'm at. Uh, but he did the same thing where it was just like, huh? We're like, no, no, no we're up here, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I call. I, don't worry, OG. I call myself stupid all the time. But, yeah, I, I still don't know if it um, hurts other people less. <laughs> it's a good point. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean. Mind. Um, I'm super excited that we're having more people on now, mm-hmm. and like last week when we had Matt on for the first time. We're getting tired of each other. That was, <laughs> that was all, yeah, I mean, I love you, but you know, I've heard everything you have to say. Good point. Um, um, yeah, so, uh, uh, Olivia is more of, of a founding member of this team than, than we know, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's sort of the center. I always joke that she's like the center of the spider web of the, the Toronto food scene because every single person in Toronto knows who you are. It's crazy and where not to every go. Every single person, literally. There, I I feel like I have not come across someone who has not heard of your knife sh- shop, heard of Ivan yourself. Um, just That's so has has a world of nice things to say about the shop and like. Oh, and, 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 and you'll know somebody how long they've, they've known of you because it's like, oh, where'd you buy your first knife? What, when, what, what shop did OG have? Oh, I bought my first, uh, Kyoto from you when it was out of your apartment. Oh. You didn't even have, you didn't even have the Mervish Village right. shop oh. yet. And then some people are like, yeah, yeah, That's they're crazy. on Bathurst. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't used to be there. They used to be in Mervish Village. And then before that, it was That's literally true. just out of your apartment. That was I the second, second Japanese knife I ever bought wow. was from you. And that was 10 years ago. Right on. That's like when we first opened. bananas, dude. bananas. Anyways, moral of the story is everybody... Whoa. knows of you, knows of the shop. Yeah. And like I know you indirectly because of the shop. I was yeah. working for Olivia um, for a year after high school and um, I feel like the mother of young knives lead. for Toronto. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's 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 a it's a powerful energy. I maybe maybe that you realize that you have or maybe that you don't. I think a Seriously. lot of people are just like I mean, A, you're one of the nicest people I know in the city. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. You're super, super humble and just like, and so giving. Like every time someone's like, you know, what, you know, like, they're just like, I'm going to go to knife. I'm like, yeah, I don't deal with knife. Like, Whoa. no, 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 that's Eugene. No, is, like I've, I've bought yeah. three knives from him. They're yeah. solid knives. I love them. <laughs> love them. Solid man. Okay. It's, it's but, recording. <laughs> I know it but is, we don't but, go there anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even like that. It's it's more of just like I think I think the energy that you put out into the universe is so is so warm and so it's loving. Yeah, yeah. Aww. That sure. that it's it's. <laughs> I that. I, I think you'd have to be crazy not to want to be a part of it. Whoa. I don't know. Those are strong words. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like think about all the incredible people that have worked at. We're, we're just gonna gas years. you up for the next uh. hour. <laughs> This is a big, We're just going to stoke your fucking ego. Like, if you Thanks, think about Anna. all the cool people over the years that have worked at Tosho. Jude? Jude, who... Uh, 
I think he told me he was going to see you today, right? At tomorrow. Some point. Tomorrow. Okay. Wednesday is usually, we started like having meetings because like it's kind of like a creative meeting every cool. week now. Yeah. Because yeah, cool. he just keeps working on knives. Like he's always polishing and yeah, kind of progresses in ways that like. Another really beautiful human. That yeah. That just is so, so unique and so yeah. like. Has this know. focus that yeah. um, a lot of people don't have. And, no. And a, an ability to kind of see steel in a different way. Do you know Jude? I've definitely met Jude. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've, I've definitely heard you talk about him and, you know, on the rare occasion where I'd bump into you at the shop and things like that, definitely heard heard his name thrown around. So shout out to Jude. But, um, no, I, I, I don't know yeah. him personally. He's into woodworking. He's not a kitchen okay. knife kind of guy. So. But he did also work at Tosho. He worked at Tosho. Yeah. And because he saw kind of um, the connection with his blades and met... Ivan, who's into woodworking, mm. and they have a connection, a really deep connection. Okay. So, cool. together they've been, yeah, they've been. Uh, he he reminds me a lot about why we started the shop. Ah. Just like it's just really kind of bring, brings passion. it back to home. Yeah, it's hands-on, gritty kind of stuff, and a lot of the language that mm, this particular society or culture, mm-hmm. like in North America, yeah. don't doesn't really get right away. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the kind of unspoken language of crafts. Yeah. So I mean that that kind of certainly, I know I have a few questions for you. I'm sure John does. They're probably more insightful. But what what is it that <laughs> I mean? More, right. more right. You're, you're just more knowledgeable about knives in that world. But um, what yeah. what is it? I mean, certainly, I'm sure you've gotten this question a number of times. But it's like what what drove you to to start the shop to to, to dive into that world, to, to get, mm. like, um, just neck, neck deep in <laughs> knives, essentially. Neck deep in knives. <laughs> I love it. You know, title. honestly, like, okay, let's, let's just start off with where we're at right now, because mm. yeah. um, I think we're always re-examining where we want to take this, and it always feels like we're at the beginning. Mm. Like, I'm, ne- I'm not getting anywhere with this, I'm so fresh, you're like, why does it feel like we're just starting a business all over again? Mm. This is, like, to all entrepreneurs, is like one of the most frustrating thing. You'll never get it perfect. Mm-hmm. But in regards to what we're doing right now and reassessing that, I think it's like we, re- we realize and recognize, and for most people, I think it's that um, when you choose like a career, that's not your life. And, and just because that I am neck deep in <laughs> knives, <laughs> And then you have to knife. remember the things that the reasons why you started using that knife <laughs> and that was cooking yeah. obviously yeah. and then not only that but like what the knife meant to you at that time and kind of slowing down and going back to all of that so like to make a long story short i mean it's mostly feel, feel free to tell the long story okay we got, we got all the time in the world man all right <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, no rush. Okay. seriously so um I guess it all began in New York. Um, I went to New York to go to school at the Natural Gourmet. Mm. I was a health supportive cooking school. I was vegan at the time, <laughs> but was interested in good food. I didn't eat a lot of it, like in fine dining, because I choose not to. Um, but then I just started, I was like getting bored of working in these raw places like you're just blending and dehydrating and stuff like that (laughs) then i started i was like i don't know anything about cooking and food and like although i came here to learn more about health i'm more interested in learning about 
cooking right now. Okay. And then, then I just started, you know, looking at cookbooks and, and just eating in New York and getting into fine dining. And then uh, I had the opportunity to do the internship at Per Se, or externship or whatever you call it. Um, Which and, is nuts to go from like vegan restaurants into I know into like literally well, the okay. pinnacle of <laughs> French New American. Um, it, well, that was the thing. Okay, so I went to like one of the best. Uh, raw food places in New York, which is, uh, uh, suddenly I forgot the name, uh, Pure Food and Wine. Okay. Like they, they, yeah. up, their game is pretty good. Like they got yeah. good wines and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, it did stop. It was just like, okay, you're reducing this vinaigrette for three days and okay. Um, I need something a little bit <laughs> more fast paced here. Like it just... Like, I loved their desserts there. They made, like, these beautiful... I think I'm digressing right now, but they, they used flowers in their desserts all the time. And that was amazing. Like, I've never had sprouts in my dessert, and they made it taste good. <laughs> but anyway... Um, Very cool. And you felt good afterwards. Then um, I was, like, you know, at that stage, I think I was grown up with an older brother who kind of pushed me. And in that kind of, like, in the 80s, you're, you're fed this information. Like, women... It's like this like feminist movement where you feel like women are supposed to and can do anything. <clears throat> and, um, so I have that mentality of mine going into kitchens, especially, and my brother's always pushed me. So I'm like, I can go to the best restaurant in New York and kill this. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I had like, no idea what I was getting I, into. I can, I can fucking hang and I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. As a vegan, that is like <laughs> the stupidest thing you ever do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was jogging every day. I swear I'd be staying there from like 16 to 20 hours a day. Like I'm not getting paid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I go home and I'm like, I, I'm feeling like I need my like the best tools and I need to like be on my game. So I'm drinking these juices. I'm jogging when I get back so I could get more energy. And I'm like, uh, I'm just trying to take care of myself. But then probably two weeks into this, I'm like, this is not working. I'm starving. I can't eat anything like this is like the silliest thing. I need to have fun. And so I had my first meat during, I think it was like, um, no, no, I take that back. I did have my, my roommate, he's Jamaican. At that time, he was Jamaican. And I lived in a Caribbean area. And then I think I'm not talking about knives anymore. <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's okay. all the connectivity, though. Okay. I mean, right. as, it's all food. It's just this, though. But, yeah. but as you were like, well, I'm kind of digressing. It's like, that's that's the point, though. I think Meatball that, thoughts. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, the beauty exactly, of a conversation exactly. is okay. that you digress. And that it's, it's a collective it's a collective thing of who you are. So. Cool. Yeah, that's a good point. So. I do get a lot of other people's stuff. It's like, it's the workbook, right? Yeah, like the yeah. work in progress. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Story, um, story of all of our lives. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, that's my most inspiring part. Um, for, to get from other people. But to I was... roommate? Yeah, we were in... Um, like I had helped... So um, I, I had two, like a couple. They're, they're both Caribbean. One is from Toronto, one's from the States. By the way, the, the one who's Jamaican, he he always went out and got dumplings in this fried fish, mm. like Escovich. And uh, we were around the most amazing restaurants. Like, that's where we lived. And then one day he was just sitting there, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta expand a bit. Like, I've learned a lot about the food world being in this school, and I realized that what bothered me when I chose to be vegan 
doesn't make any sense anymore because everything that applies to the meat industry is the same with vegetables. Like that soybean industry is messed up, like really messed up. And like just on an industrial level all around. So I was like this, there's no reason for me to be doing this anymore. Like what am I fighting for? I think I have to make decisions now. Like, like Mm -hmm. just educated, calculated decisions. Yeah. 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 I mean like I need some, I don't know. We'll see how it, it takes us. So then, uh, my roommate comes home and he has these dumplings and fish and I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and I, I tried a bite and I went and got more. So that was the first time I had meat for like 10 years. And then, um, I then went to Per Se and they have this, like, I think it was Thursday. They had ribs. <laughs> oh my gosh. The most delicious ribs you'll ever have for a staff meal. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was like in heaven. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm giving in. And like... <laughs> to, we should have that eaten was, before this podcast. Now that, that was my favorite. Yeah. Like, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. And then from that point, I mean, like a lot of the times we have such good food, but we didn't have time to eat it. Like we couldn't. Mm. Front of the house did. They sat down and <laughs> you Lucky know, that, you just got like kind of yeah. crammed into your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like health inspection would come in, and we had to throw out oh, the best meals ever. <laughs> like, oh. But anyway, um. Uh, I was basically traumatized, I think, because <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into. And I just wanted to have, like, the best tools so I wouldn't get fired from this internship placement. <laughs> um, and I... That's so... That mentality is so fucked up. And it's so prevalent. I know! You know like, it's like, <laughs> oh, man, they're going to, like, kick me out of this place that doesn't pay me because my knives aren't sharp enough. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's like ridiculous. We're but just, it's like you're on your toe. Everybody's it's like you could hear a pin drop, and then there's this like big sign that says like it has this definition of what finesse is, and this is constant, right? There's like all these chefs they are just checking your knives and everything, and and of course like you have a timeline. If you fail, like it's the same with any kitchen. If you don't get, get your shit together, mm-hmm. you failed the whole team. There, you're gonna be disappointment, and the whole night's gonna be terrible. So. <laughs> I think we all know that feeling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, it teaches us a whole lot. So anyway, yeah. Then I went and I went to Corin and learned about knives and things like that. I I kept going back, pretending to be someone different. Did you ever ever work at Corin or just constantly were in pestering them? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, similar to what John or myself probably did to you. Yeah, I guess um, so. Like no, ten, you ten guys were ago. pestering me. <laughs> I didn't feel that anyway. Anyways, you guys are good people. A very generous thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know Corin, and I found out even like uh, as a female owner there, which was, I had no idea. She's pretty low key as well, and I, that was kind of an inspiration. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. I learned more about steel coming back to Toronto, and I I was just visiting again, just to see my parents. And then I went to Susur to stage just to see how it's going. Maybe they might need some help later. And then they wanted me to work like that week <laughs> because I think they lost it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm still in New York. And I was still trying to figure things out. Because, yeah. um, uh, you know, like, come on, that world is, is insane, that food world. And I, I really wasn't sure if it's going to get run over by a car. So anyway, I came back and then, and I did, I, I came back to work at Susur. And then um, I just found that I couldn't speak to people. The respect for knives wasn't the same. Um, 
uh, some people I could talk to, but it was very, uh, most, it wasn't everybody, you know. It was most of the city, like, you felt was like, just lagging behind the culture that you had just come from. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think, like, I mean, if someone's going to walk around and check your knives every moment and make sure they're sharp, like, you, you damn yeah, well you, have, you like, sharp knives, like, everyone, yeah. and then everyone is trying to figure out, like, well, why is that knife dying? Like, it's not, it doesn't hold the edge as well as this one. Like, I was obsessing over Japanese steel. I like it was a, mm-hmm. the beginning of a whole other world. Mm-hmm. But then, I was doing a whole bunch of other things, um, just to kind of keep things afloat. I was doing like kind of like food styling stuff like that. And then I started teaching at Good Egg, um, Mika's place, which is not there anymore. Um, I know that they were oh, opening up, and I saw the sign. I know. That was so sad when they had to close. I was just like, I didn't know they closed. Yeah, like a couple of years ago. Oh, wasn't been- it? Yeah. It was a year, year and a half ago or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember time. But, like, you felt, like, just... A mu- part of the, the food community. And the market was just, like... <laughs> like, there was something lacking in the market. Mm-hmm. And you're, like... In the market. Yeah, that's right. Fuck. Yeah. No, Mika's a dear yeah. friend of mine. She's awesome. Yeah. I So I reached out to her when I saw this sign. It just... That they were opening. And I just emailed mm-hmm. her about a class. Because I know that on Chow How and people were looking for people to sharpened knives and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then i'm like hey maybe i'll do a sharpening class or like an intro to that or something and then mika's like I, I i think you should do a knife a basic knife skills class and have sharpening in there because i don't know about like an actual class for sharpening mm-hmm. and then so we started doing this and then um it grew bigger and bigger cory mintz helped us out and propped up like he's oh wow wrote up a nice. little write-up about the class and then all of a sudden Rachel McAdams shows up <laughs> to mention it in Vogue. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And um, more and more people came, but they still had this problem with like their knives and didn't want to sharpen their own knives. And then so um, the people who worked at Good Egg knew that I was looking for somebody in Toronto that I could refer to. Mm. Because I kept sending them out to, like, just, just, you have to send them out to different places. There's, like, Dave Martell and, you know, just, like, in the States and stuff. and Or maybe in Japan. But I don't trust anyone in Toronto or, like, Canada, for that matter. And then um, someone introduced me to Ivan, my business partner. So it was basically someone had heard someone from George Brown or, like, going to school there was meeting with a knife sharpener. And then but got yeah. his information. Somebody heard about a friend. Yeah. Something, something, something. Yeah, it was all like, like hand rubbing? Okay. And then so they gave me his contact information. Turns out we live in the same area. I meet him at Sam James Coffee bar. Like, and like got my friend to back me up in case this is like a it's yeah, crazy yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, this guy deals with a lot of knives. Just stay close. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is, is, is he, like, more crazy than, you know? So then um, he rolls out his knife roll, and they are the most Sam pristine. James. Yeah, Sam James. Yeah, 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 great, great. <laughs> these humongous knives Shocker. with, like, stag handles, and, like, they looked polished. Like, everything. He said he worked in Macisse, and I'm like, you use these every day. They were pristine. And then mm. I find out that he was into sword polishing. I mean, he still is. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy is really special. <laughs> then he calls me the next day. He's like, I have a proposal for you. I just need to meet up with you. So he was really busy at the time and he just needed help because he was doing two jobs. And so that's how it all began was with Fonseca Sharpening. This is a sharpening company. Mm-hmm. Then everybody was asking us like, 
because he was really good at describing how terrible all the knives were coming in and how he had to reshape every single one. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. Well, now I, I think I'm better at it, but he was really good at being very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so nice about it. Like, oh, yeah. it's okay. Like we just had to, but no, he'd be like, this is the worst knife ever. And I had to spend a lot of time. like <laughs> So they, they, people would respond with, well, what kind of knife would, would you recommend? What would you get? So then he was already putting orders in at Konosuke Sakai. And then we decided that we can ask them if we can wholesale and, and like put in, or we just first put in customer orders. Like it wasn't, we weren't making money or anything. Mm-hmm. And then they, they agreed to this, but wanted to cap it off. We were the last people that they would kind of, um, I don't think that we're the last right now, but, yeah, but we had a certain level of a certain, certain relationship with yeah. them. It was just like. Because at that time, we you'll, were able... You'll be our spot in Canada kind of a thing? Or were they already selling to people on, like, the West yeah. Coast and stuff? Yeah, like there's, that? like, Knifeware and... Yeah. yeah um, I think it's all I know. That's it in Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we could, like, customize anything at that time. I mean, in two months, which is really hard oh. to come by. And that seemed long to us. We were like, Ugh. But we could... Like, I literally and have now, this... And now you're like... Now two, it's like two years. Yeah. Two years. <laughs> I'm like, like, you want... I'm like, there is the wait list of a fucking champion out yeah. there now. <laughs> Yeah. I know. And he came to visit us a month after we kind of decided on this. I thought literally that this whole thing... I was... I remember, like, sharpening my knives and thinking in this quiet moment in my apartment on Bloor, thinking that... I could do this as a living. Like I could sharpen knives my whole life because it was very meditative for me. Mm. And then like, you have to be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It, Cause that happened in a funny. month. It's like, funny that you mentioned the meditative thing or not funny, but like, but so like on the nose, like every time, like I'm not, I, I, you know, I can, I can sharpen my knives to, to how I like them and stuff like that. But certainly yourself or Ivan or even John are quite a bit more um, in tune to it but like I just the, the meditative the, yeah. the, the, the zone in like this is Focus. all I'm doing right now this yeah. is it I'm breathing I'm running it back touch it's, a bit of water yeah. that's it and just the repetition of it is 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 beautiful it's 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 so calming yeah I don't know if this was the direction you were going in Olivia but right. something changes when you do it for a job right when it's like mm-hmm. day in day out <laughs> yeah for me it's certainly <laughs> because I had exactly I, and I still do have the same relationship with it where it, it totally is meditative it's one of the, the few things I can do that really calms down my uh, overactive mind but uh, when you're doing when you go from you know sharpening once a week to sharpening for hours and hours every day it's like, uh, r- like I love riding a bike. I bought a bike this year, and I, I hadn't really been bike riding before. I love riding on a bike. If I became an Uber driver and was biking all over the city delivering <laughs> orders by bike, I would fucking hate biking. <laughs> right? well, yeah, so... Like, there's that's a critical... It, yeah, there, when there's, there are expectations, and when, like, right. there's a timeline, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the most stressful part. You don't want to... It's hard to meditate on a timeline. Like, like, the same right? with cooking, you're you know. Like, do it and do it now, but only for this long because this one needs X amount of time on it. And yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And like when you can't meet up, it just like drives me crazy. Yeah. And the whole world starts crumbling down. And then when you, when it becomes a business too, there's way more that is like unrelated to all of that too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like HSC and whatever, like <laughs> you're like dealing with government. CRA <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you guys, but like, man, it is just something that most creatives who get into 
business like they don't expect right mm. and i think like generally quite, this is what quite, i was talking quite about a few hurdles to kind of jump over initially yeah i mean yeah. that's why i said i was saying that i feel like we're still at the beginning of mm. uh this company because it, you know honestly we haven't touched on the things we want to work on wow yeah We've just been trying to That's maintain so some sort of retail thing. You know, we've got a lot of stuff in store. That's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I already told John some things, but I'm not gonna say it on. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. No, no, If you think of, I mean, I know uh, you were saying like, maybe, maybe you let me in on the secret. Yeah. Once <laughs> yeah. the mic comes off. <laughs> you know, you were saying that you feel like every day is still like the first day or mm. something along those lines, and, and it's you know, you don't maybe you can't see or or don't see as clearly how far you've come in the community you've really built around uh around this store and around yourself uh you came from uh core and knife store in in new york that's sort of what maybe where you bought your first japanese knives is that true no i had a boyfriend um when i when i was came back to like when i was in new york actually and he was travel. he's japanese canadian and then he brought a knife for me from japan the guy who gave you your scarf yeah okay we all know who that is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh so in any case you know toronto uh, before you were recommending people go get their knives sharpened from you know american sharpeners because there was nothing in toronto right and and there was no like knife culture in toronto yeah and now toronto a city of like i don't know six million is that five million um has tangibly a bigger knife culture than Manhattan. New York City does. It does. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And a lot of that, I would say 80% so, of that is, so, is because some, of Tosho. Some deep claims. Deep, yeah. If you... <laughs> <laughs> like, don't put that. Don't put, no, don't put that energy on me, Ricky Bobby. Come on. I, so, before I left New York, yeah. uh, or between jobs there, uh, I was looking for work and I staged in about like 15 kitchens in a month. And... In every single one of those kitchens, nobody had knives as nice as, like, places of what I would call a lower caliber in Toronto. Mm. Like, I go into kitchens here, mm. places that are humble, uh, good places, people care about what they're doing, but they're not trying to do anything crazy. And part of that is, is a Canadian mentality as well. But I look at their knives and people are like, they've got like $600 hand-forged <laughs> knives that I know came from came from you and I'm like whoa like you guys like really care about this here Mm. and then in Manhattan everybody's using the same like factory produced Japanese stuff even in great places like places that have you know eight cookbooks Mm. that they've published oh interesting Hmm. I never went to per se but I went to all these other like two three Michelin star places and they yeah they didn't have like the knives that the cooks were using there were objectively of lower quality than the ones like very humble restaurants here are using. Wow. Mm. I so mean, I work at a diner and my knife collection right? is... <laughs> oh yeah, right? you and Matt. Oh my God. And John, like... <laughs> yeah, 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 right? You guys it's all together is kind of know. insane here. I mean, they're, they're on a different collection <laughs> level. I'm like, I'm good with like the eight or nine I have. I'm like, yeah. that's plenty for me. That gets all yeah. of the jobs I need to get done. <laughs> right. I don't need to get excessive here. <laughs> spot at one point. I, I, li- I love knives. I... I can really appreciate and what I loved about getting into this industry is meeting the people making them and then 
uh, kind of relating that energy that they put into their knives and kind of like bringing that forth with your food. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I have this huge connection with certain blacksmiths and I just like, I really enjoy cooking with those knives in particular. Maybe it's like, I don't know if I'm biased or it really is that you just interpret it in a certain way. And I wanted to bring that to Toronto. Um, And there's that excitement, like that's what gets me off. But I didn't start off thinking like, oh, I I need like a knife with this kind of angle or like Mm -hmm. knowing too much. And I definitely... More of an energetic feel to it. Yeah. And then, but Ivan was able to show me these, like we have this kind of, he's really good at speaking to people without words. I think you two are so, it's so incredible that, like, it blew my mind that you two even could work together. <laughs> Why, because you don't I'm, talk? <laughs> well, no, not that, but just like, you know, so, maybe the most polar opposite people I could think of polar in a lot opposite. of ways. Yeah, yeah, Ivan is, like, so technically uh, detail-obsessed and uh, just so focused on, on the minutia and the things that most people can't even see. Yeah. Like, not not even the things that most people ignore, but the things that people, when trying to see, can't see. Absolutely, we'll, we'll, yeah. Like, I'll look at the same thing as him, yeah. and he'll be talking about something on a knife or on a stone or some aspect of something, uh, whether it's in art or music, too. And I just, I'm, I'm focusing on it, and I can't see it, and he can see it. He he's just yeah. has this, these... He has this ability to also, like, per, per, like kind of, what's the word? Like, um, just kind of... What's the word where you place it on and you can give that to someone? Like it, um, <laughs> not, not, not projects, but, to... uh, but well, in, inspire people, right? To see, yeah, to see yes. what he can see. And, and so, well, that was the thing is that he, we, he was able to just like turn a knife in the light a certain way. And I saw what he was talking about. Uh. And then, and so we both have this particular kind of eye to frame things yeah. in like I, I love photography I love kind of like highlighting certain things and telling stories mm. I think that was the reason why I, I wanted to work with him I mean I reached out to him because I wanted to make him business cards because it made me so sad that he was really good at what he did but he had no business cards I'm like well how am I supposed to tell anybody about this service yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then right. and then He's like, okay. Yeah, but then social media wasn't a thing back then. You can just feel not. like fucking tag oh somebody or post a picture. Or yeah. It's all still very in the physical world yes. of like, here's my fucking card. Well, yeah. our first website was like this custom website that never worked. And it was, then Shopify came along and I'd be like trudging along trying to, to make a website just like that. And yeah. everything's available now. Like you don't, you can actually focus on like things that you want to focus on these days, yeah. which is great. Because of technology. Yeah. Because of technology. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And, yeah as I was, in, in regards to that, though, like in, in collection, yeah, um, like I, I love knives, but he definitely shone a lot of light. I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't do a knife business without Ivan is like, I just wanted to help him out to yeah. start. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa, now, <laughs> what do you know? Where my business partners out? And he really just jumped into that whole heart. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then yeah. you just learn so much along the way. And really, if you're able to appreciate it, it's such a blessing. Like, there's no way I would have, like, passed this on. I was thinking about it. Like, as, as many hardships as there have been, I don't think I could have chosen any anything else. Mm. And I think, like, Takeda sometimes is like, oh, you would have... Uh, you know, if you had met and he's naming all these like different knife store owners, like you would have started something with it. I'm like, no, it's Ivan and I, yeah, man. Like this like, is 
Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. start. Like, it's just the language that we speak. Yeah, it was the intentional placement of the universe. The universe is just like, here, you, like, I mean, just like John's saying, like, Ivan can be so, like, technical and right down to the, like, the nitty-gritty of it. And and I think I think for you, like, the contrast, or at least from what I understand of the relationship, the your guys' business relationship and stuff like that, because, like, I've, I've spent time with Ivan before he moved to Japan. I just kind of came in this after I left Edgeless, and um, I was nice. just like, hey, can I just, like, come and hang out and, like... <laughs> I don't think he was doing uh, sharpening classes yet. Right. Or maybe it was, like, just before or something. But, like, normally, obviously now you guys charge for that shit. But I just kind of came and I was like, can I just, like, I mean, I just bought some stones. Can I just come in and hang out and, like, you know, you tell me when I'm fucking up and, mm. and, and show me a little bit. And I still use those techniques to this day. Oh, sweet. And it's, yeah, it, no, I mean, it was, a... I'm sure it was super basic, like, baseline shit. I'm sure. No, but, but that stuff to, still changes. Yeah. Like today, he probably won't have the same stone lined up, which blows mm-hmm. my mind because he doesn't stop at that. He'll say, okay, you can use a 400, go on a thousand and whatever, and then go back to a 400 and then go back to a thousand to take off the burr or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That, at that moment, <laughs> he's still experimenting with the most basic stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. This is, this is what I'm learning. Like the, he brought that like I think this is a very Japanese way of thinking too mm. so that's why he gets along with all the blacksmiths and things just like that. the constant like, the constant evolution of it and just, yeah but I think that's that's where your energy comes in because you're you you are you, you flow in a way that isn't so I mean I'm by no stress any imagination is trying to sound mean or anything but it's like <laughs> you're not you're not you don't adhere to like the same rigidity Right. And and your yeah. energy just flows oh. a little more. Would you say this is steady. kind of like a feminine, masculine no. yin yang thing? No, no, no. Because there's. I, I don't know any other women. I don't know, man. I certainly don't know any other men like Ivan, and, and I, I don't know any other women like you. I don't yeah, know I think it's its own special yin and yang situation. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, right. Like the, the, amount, the, the amount of control or masculine energy, let's say, that. Um, that people, I guess, are used to seeing is like it's. It, it, I I feel it different when it's coming from you because it's like, you're so you're aware and you're and you're you're tapping into this this energy that that the environment around you is just like, you're like no no, no I'm in control but I'm also like learning from it and I'm still, mm. um or at least every time I've seen you in the shop and we've had conversations and, it's always been very thoughtful and very. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting that, that no, this no. conversation came to, like, a, a masculine-feminine uh, or, or a male-female uh, uh, analysis. I think, I think really what it is with Olivia, my take on it is confidence. And I think a lot of, like, masculine energy comes from insecurity, that, like, need to control things and that need to, like, uh, uh, just dominate stuff. That's oh, like man. that's like ultimately uh, insecurity, right? And I have that too, right? I love like what I love most about cooking is is really the ability to control, and I'm like a fucking control maniac with uh, in my personal life and uh, you know everywhere really. Uh, but yeah, something that you have that's really really special is is just like straight up confidence, where it's like so relaxed and so. Just natural feeling being around you. Whoa! And, 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 and in your, your head, maybe you're just like, yeah, fuck, I'm, I'm still selling it. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's it's that weird little. I don't know when yeah. when I feel when someone's like, hey, you know, I cooked something tasty for them, and they're like, 
hey, that's great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> exactly. But like, but like, have you had this person's food? <laughs> right. That's their food's bad. No, so, yeah, no. Um, I, I have like the most social anxiety inside. Like, this is what I do. <laughs> fear every fucking day. I wake up. I don't even want to step outside. But um, yeah. And I don't even trust myself as a mother, especially. <laughs> but you do it. You just have to do it. Because who else is going to do it, right? Right, yeah. right, right. So you just have to... Jump. This weekend, I jumped into the lake. It was so cold! Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. But that's a, um, Marble Lake. I think okay. Marble. Not like Lake Ontario. No. Okay, good. <laughs> like, no, I'm not trying like, to grow a <laughs> but I'm trying to grow a thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was refreshing, though. But uh, that's my approach in life these days. You can't you think too much. You. Otherwise, you, yeah. just, you get oh, paralyzed. I love that. I love that. Yeah. But, I mean, especially, I mean, I feel like this probably goes a little bit hand in hand where you're like, it's still a new business. You're still learning so much, even about yourself, about what's going on, especially with like all the COVID stuff that's going on right now. It's like, it's like just entering this new phase of like, I mean, just before the podcast where you were saying like, you know, you guys had to shut down for a couple weeks initially back in March, but then you're just like, fuck it, let's just like, let's open and like, we can, we can still keep, going and we'll just reinvent and we get something new there and it was like as you're saying i could tell you're like freaking out about it or like maybe, <laughs> maybe my 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 amateur perception of it was just that you're freaking out about it but it was also like there was also like a note in there where you're like really excited you're like yeah but it's like something fucking brand new and like I'm yeah figuring it out. i think for a most like a lot of people if aside from people who like have these beliefs that and limitations in some ways like this was also very expansive and insulating for safe in not safe but safe <laughs> does that make any sense because you are not safe to go out there but now you have more boundaries or you have more structure where to to work in mm. and sometimes that create you can create more out of that and now people don't aren't forced to like see each other <laughs> Yeah. It's not expected of you. Mm-hmm, yeah. For me, it was a relief because now every parent could feel what I've been going through for the past six and a half years. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, right? Like yeah. as a single mom, right? Like yeah. I'm with my child 24-7 and it's just something I had to embrace and something that I learned to build a relationship. Like if you can't do that, you're fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. But this is kind of like that's yeah. uh, wow. like a macrocosm or like of... of of your smaller relationships because you're so intimate with your child. Like you have to be there for them. They need you. And then, and that's like enhanced with a huge magnifying glass, um, over you. And they reflect everything you do and say. And like, you know, when you have a bad day, it's just going to get worse and worse. Um, (laughs) unless you decide to change it. Right. And then you realize that how much you energy, the kind of stuff that you bring to the table is what you get. And that's with all your relationships. Like, it's then that you start to realize how responsible you are for everything, actually. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Currently, my, my therapist and I talked about that yesterday, about oh, how shit. entrenched in that shit I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the, oh, the dirty stuff. Oh. <laughs> I don't have to go into that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Everyone's all uncomfortable right now. <laughs> no, I mean, we just dropped some bombs. <laughs> but, I mean, I, mean, I, I think... I think maybe 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 this time like the last number of months has forced people to be comfortably uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you you're not going to like you're not going to stop trying to figure it out whether or not you kind of just like 
curled up into a ball and and like just kind of stayed inside and just that's beautiful and just hibernated and like focused on you like that's great yeah that's great but also like there needs to be like this 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 attempt for for change or 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 um or expansion i don't know certainly it's a little tricky and i'm sure what i'm saying could be controversial in some way shape or form but but everyone's going through these phases right right. everyone's doing the same thing what what are we (laughs) i think you and i tomas certainly err more on the side of like extreme accountability and like <laughs> if i don't fucking do it it's not gonna happen yeah. and the only yeah. reason you know stuff not wrong right like no. you just you just gotta make it happen <laughs> you just gotta be tough you, on yourself okay, that's right? cook's mentality right okay that's the self-deprecate yeah it's also it's also the like the like what like i i as much as it's the deprecation it's also or uh it's 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 the accountability factor. I think for a long time, throughout my early twenties and as a teenager, I, I wasn't accountable for for my thoughts, my actions. I didn't. I actively tried to shy away from from that responsibility of of of, yeah. of operating my own life. Yeah. And and seeking something out. So now, as much as it's like a self-deprecation thing, or like a, you know, get it done, do the work, put the work in. And it sounds a little sadistic sometimes, certainly to people that that know me or or have been around me recently. Um, they're like, they're just like, you know, like like you. You're like, well, that's enough self-deprecation there. Dude. Like, <laughs> you're you're okay, but it's, like, <laughs> it's it's, so it's yeah. I think it's really hard work to uh, uh, hold yourself accountable for, you know, your relationships and and everything in your life. The hardest thing, though, is also not always holding yourself entirely no, responsible for everything. Right? Actually, no, no. Yeah. There's a fine line. Like, if you're not having fun... And then, and then you're even... Forget about it. And then you're balancing even more with your God. son, and it's like... I'm going to call oh, my therapist right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's picking up his phone. <laughs> okay. No, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the session's going on right now. This, this is it. No, but seriously, like, we <laughs> talked about this before. Like, this <laughs> is literally therapy yeah, for we, Tom, Tom, and I. <laughs> Yeah, well, so it's, let's like invite Joyson in here, and then it's like full and on volume. <laughs> yeah, crank it up. But basically, because like when you think too much, that's what kids uh, allow for you not to do. <laughs> like really? you, you're analyzing too. If you just like want to reach out, like okay, guys, I just want to tell you how much I. And then he jumps on you, and then you're like, okay, now I just have to have fun. Like roll with it. Like yeah. suddenly you have to start laughing. Otherwise, you're like. Fuck off, man! Start cussing out. Yeah, and you're like, why the hell am I meditating if I can't deal with this, right? Yeah. Like, what is the point yeah. of all of this? Yeah. And like, yeah. if I can't, this is what it's all about. You're, yeah. you're like, just stop thinking, just go with it. Yeah, love yeah. That. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what. There's a. I don't know if it's even a real. Dalai Lama quote, but I'm gonna fake guys. I saw it on Instagram. No, no, no! I swear, guys. It was on Twitter. I swear, it's real. Guys, it's so real. Said something like, "Approach love and cooking with reckless abandon." Oh yeah, as you know, guidance for for your life. I've heard that line. I didn't know it was the Dalai Lama. It, it, it may have been Michael Jackson, but I'm telling <laughs> you, on, sure on, on, Twitter, on Twitter, it was definitely the Dalai Lama. hundred percent. I'll take it. Um, yeah, so it was really hard to, like, like, how do you hold yourself accountable for 
all of your uh, uh, failures, because we all have failures, right? We're all constantly failing and succeeding at the same time. And then yet be like tender with yourself. And, oh my like, gosh, but that's the most important part. Right. So I think as human beings and like raising this child is learning that we are built for resilience. Like our bodies mm. have this ability to take on emotion and release emotion. But our society has structured it so that we get keep it pent up and then we grow diseases and stuff. And mm -hmm. we have like injuries and things like that. So basically, in regards to what you're saying is that I don't think we should feel bad about the things we do. Just like choose what we're going to do about it and continue yeah. to kind of live on. But and like, not, not really hold on to that. Yeah. I mean, I don't even... like you, you got to cry, guys. I'm just speaking I, to you guys. I cry, I cry on a weekly basis. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is it always like that? Uh, I've always, I've always been around, uh, emotional, like my, my family's always been like, that's amazing. Like that's just so cried out. You and fucking know how jealous I am of you. There was certain, <laughs> dude, I've, I've almost like welled up with tears like four times during this. I'm like, keep it together, keep it together. Let it out after. But, um, no, like there, there was definitely a phase in like my early twenties where like I was, I was not allowing myself to get, um, I, I, I would, I would stifle that and I would, I would, I would push all that shit down and then, you know, every six months it would like explode out in some kind of weird fucking thing. Um, just like, especially when cooking. <laughs> and then like once I was in some kind of like a managerial role and then someone's like, what the fuck is he? I'm like, I don't know, that had nothing to do with you. And was like, that was, that was a fight my ex and I had like six months ago. Yeah. Um, it's the catalyst. <laughs> It was Damn. like, for some reason, those fucked up chives just really <laughs> um, but, I love that. <laughs> but it was like, it, but now it's, it's, you know, I, I mean, John and I have talked openly about this on the podcast and it's like, maybe the episodes haven't come out yet. They may be pre-recorded. Our bad people. You'll hear them eventually. Um, but they're like, we... I, you know, I'm in therapy every two weeks. John goes to, talks to a therapist. But as frequently as that. You right? Know. Like, it's all, it's, to not, to not realize that, like, like you're saying, it's like this North American culture and society just tells you to, like, suck it all up and, and just hold it all in. Yeah. It's like, but if you don't, if you don't learn to just be like, well, yeah, like, yeah, we're all self-deprecating a little too much, but it's like. But I also, and then I try to counter, I try to counteract to that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Speaking solely from, from my own experience, your own, your world I'm is definitely like a little hated <laughs> towards myself. But um, <laughs> and this is the guy who cries. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> that doesn't but, make any but, sense. But, but I also I do my best to laugh, and I and I I actively try to laugh at myself and laugh at my surroundings or what I say. Like it's all. Yeah, sure. It can, it can be taken very seriously and can be very sad and it can be very um, of the heart. But there's always going to be joy in those in those mistakes, like John's saying. We're always fucking up. Oh. We're also doing constant things right. Like, Life is beautiful. Hey, like, I put pants on today. Self five. Or something like, yeah. I left my house today. Wait, or, did you say you put pants on self five? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give give myself sell a five pairs of pants. Self so like five. five. <laughs> oh. Self five. Oh, oh yeah, self five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but like, selling I did. I didn't leave. Uh, it's a lucrative <laughs> Unworn. Don't worry, people. Reach out. Reach out on. You Instagram. can find his OnlyFans um, link on the Instagram <laughs> page. Uh, 
But um, you know, you guys were talking about the pendulum one time, right? Mm-hmm. So I, oh, I, oh, I really see that ah, that's so nice. <laughs> the society. Okay, so wow. I think like us suppressing oh, things. To one of our too? That's <laughs> okay, so you guys I am so, I'm so <laughs> Oh my god, that was like. Whoo, but you guys, that me right I started. Up. I I was drawn in. Um, I I can't really watch and listen so much to anything. Yeah. And but then now I'm finding the time. It it brought me in when I watched him eat that pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That was. I I fucking told him he didn't have to. I was crying. I was laughing for like the whole night. <laughs> Dude, imagine me. I was literally sitting this far from me to you. Just in a booth at the diner, just like it was what, like nine p.m. and you were just Thank like. Thank you for being there with me. I, I would not have wanted so to do that good. with anybody else. I was dead. Yeah, me too. I know, and your laugh also helped. <laughs> we were literally my, my cackle in the background. Like a month before that, we were out on your balcony where you had that um, the uh, reaper, plant, the reaper yeah. plant growing, and we were recording. We were literally. Or maybe we were having we had, lunch. We, yeah. yeah, we were having I think lunch we had after recorded, we had recorded. And, yeah. and I was just looking at it, and I was like, well, I guess I have to eat that thing. <laughs> like, I just, the thought came <laughs> in my head. I'm just like, like, I immediately, I was like, You're holding each other no, accountable? Like, this is the, the like, thing you're talking like, about? No, you don't. Yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. like, no, that's not a good <laughs> don't idea. Don't do that. Yeah. You've seen people eat them on the internet. Yeah. Why would you want that? Yeah, I've seen them on That's just silly. Yes, I heard you. I saw you. You said it many times throughout, and you... Yeah. Didn't the, say the, very many the things. The cook you are, the chef you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the place that you come from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all part of the same thing. And, and it's not like... It's, it, it's, it's... The reason I eat that pepper is it's... <laughs> because you're also self-deprecating. Right. It's the same kind <laughs> of think, like... I think you even referenced that initially yeah. in, while you were But it's like a safe way it. to do it, yeah. right? Because there's a lot of, like, we... Uh, we planned so, out. We had yogurt and milk. and There's ways that, you know, we, we, we choose <laughs> yeah. to, like, punish ourselves and hurt ourselves. Okay. And a lot of those things... Have, I, cho- are, I choose to do that with cardio. Right? And that's a very, oh, I mean, man. That can be, I just run. Nice. I can, tried to do that. I used to do that. I yeah. tried it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... Yeah, can't Especially, even do two laps. Like only just like a month and a bit ago, quits nicotine and like. Whoa. Yeah. No How did you do? No what made you stop? I mean, I was juuling for like a year. Hmm. I got off cigarettes mm-hmm. September twenty nineteen. like I'll still smoke one every like six or eight weeks, just, year. just to remind myself how much I hate the smell. Um, you do? Yeah. Yeah, just because then I'll smell it on my hand. I'll be like. Yeah. Ugh. I, I have to I, wash my hands right now. It's funny. I'm not a smoker. I need mouthwash. I need... Ugh. I love the smell because of people I like being around who smoke. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Weird. another like cook thing. Like even not being a smoker. Oh, it's so like, comforting. Like, yeah. It's so comforting. Yeah. Unless you're... While you're working because sometimes the smoke will get pulled in through the front door of the restaurant. Yeah. And like go right past me while yeah. I'm, I'm with like masks on now. I'm like... Oh. <laughs> it's, it's gag worthy, man. But like... But uh, yeah. And then... <laughs> In your mask. Oh, it's so Gagging. gross. Gagging so the gross. mask. It's not good. So gross. Um, but like, yeah, no, and I jeweled, I jeweled for a year and I said I would do it, do that for a year and September 2019 I started running just at the gym on the treadmill. I'd run like a mile and a half or two miles. Nice. And very slowly, but like just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and then I started running this spring and I've clocked 
about 700k since the spring. Wow. Um, That's huge. So it was outside. jogging, running that made you switch over because yeah. you have a different focus. Yeah, it's it that in and of itself, like with the breathing practice and like the just the constant. Oh yeah. That's like a meditative thing for me as well. Yeah. And it's just like you realize the the amount of like personally introspective thoughts that I've had while on my runner's high, like after, mm. after I finish the run, if I just ran like 14 or 15 or 16 K or something and I'll just finish, I'll be like, Oh my God, it feels so good. But I then it's like right this now. thought, this thought, this thought, yeah, this thought. Run. I mean, I'm going to be back in this area at around 7 PM to go for a run with, uh, nice. with a buddy of mine, with uh, Nick, actually Nick Murph. Nice. Hello Nick. Nick from back in the day. I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> is that what? Which, which Nick is that? Nick, Nick, Nick Murphy. He's uh, Nick too. Okay. Okay, I didn't know if that was his last name. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. Now he does real estate, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, now real estate. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah, Murph. Um, world. Olivia, go. Dude, uh, this I don't is, know. This is, this is if, crazy. If, if you, We're talking about Dusty now. But I'm only... <laughs> kind of, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like, and we, slow. like we said, yeah, before, it was like, this was... Like just before the podcast, I was like, "That's where the that's where the meatball thoughts name came from." Like Dusty would call me a meatball all day, every day. Like, Have you talked to him about this? Uh, I talked to him a couple of years ago when I was thinking about starting one. Yeah, he's a very busy man now, but uh, I I'm, I'm definitely gonna reach out to him. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he has a lot of a lot of thoughts that that could be quite valuable for people to hear. Yeah, uh, nice. Transformative and uh, creative yeah. along those lines. I mean, he's been a dad too for a while. Yeah, fucking about the same time as you, no? Yeah, he was like a little bit younger than me. A little younger, younger. Yeah. You got You got the oldest kid out of the bunch. <laughs> well, he was premature, so I think they're supposed to be the same age. Same difference. So they, they existed <laughs> yeah. somehow on this earth at the same time. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I forget where I was going with that. Anyway, stop, stop, Julie. We were talking about smoking, right? Yeah. And I, I was curious because you know, there's Allen cars, easy way to stop smoking. Yeah, no, it was more just like uh, I started following a lot of like fitness people and stuff on Instagram, and just like, well, it's very clear that they wouldn't smoke cigarettes or consume nicotine on a daily basis. So, oh, neat. It was just like it was just like a self tough love kind of a scenario. Yeah, like, cool. but I also didn't. I had no desire to be a lifelong smoker. Right. <laughs> I have no desire. Well, what you got got you started? I wanted a break. I was working in kitchens. I Sometimes wanted, you just I need a break. break. Oh, my gosh. I wanted a break, dude. Okay, I, worked, I worked at a golf course. I used to work 13, 14-hour days, and the only people that got breaks were smokers. Yeah. Sometimes Wait, but you got to follow, like, Hadida. You know Daniel? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you might... I don't know if we have permission to <laughs> say this, but he would take breaks going to the bathroom... So that was, he took his bathroom break and I'm like, you took a shit for a long time. But he's like, I was in there meditating. I meditate before service uh, all the time. That's clever. He, he did oh, I it I thought you were going to say I meditate before I take my shit. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what he just did. just really like, helps the flow. That's what I imagine. <laughs> I, think that's cool. I, I, I just assumed that he was honest about it. I, I was just like giggling still as he's saying I was meditating. I'm like, <laughs> but no, I mean, this is before everybody started meditating and he, yeah. he just like. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been on, he's been on a different. A different level, I think, than than North American culture. True. For, yeah, no, for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty centered. Yeah. I used to do something very similar, but very, very different. When I was at like my darkest 
point in in New York, just like crushed by the oh, the giant that is Manhattan. New York does when that. I was working, yeah. Oh, New York's a beast. Uh, I was working uh, uh near Grand Central at this Japanese restaurant, and uh, every day I would bring a donut with me. Uh, from those, you know, those like carts that sell coffee and egg sandwiches in in New York. Those like uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, street vendors. I'd get a donut there and bring it with me, and then at like. 8 or 9 p.m. after I sent out my last uh, order, I would just go down to the toilet, like sit on the toilet and eat a donut in the <laughs> Just like with the lights the off. things you will do lights like, off, to get that break. Get okay, a bathroom. I had staff a t- bathroom. Oh, Not man. Like, like, eating a donut. Like every single day. Every single day. That That's was a like good your little. That was your little recharge, though. That was your, like, okay, I need some sugar so I can go clean <laughs> it's everything. It's all into the sugar. That's like, so- I am a gremlin. Become Dude. the gremlin. <laughs> Eat donuts in the toilet. That's literally, that's like my next phase this winter is I'm like, cut out unnecessary sugars. Like, I'm I'm still going to eat bread and like sourdough and like tasty things. I live a stone's throw, sorry, I work a stone's throw from the Blackbird in the East End. So like, we're literally across the street. Simon comes into the diner all the time and we're just like... I can't do that. Just like, by bread. I literally just went last night and bought a mini baguette and like one of their ginger scones and I was like, dope. I'm, I'm just going to munch on this oh, fuck. tonight. That's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's why I can't be next to a bakery. Like, I, I nearly, <laughs> more recently, I've been really sensitive to food. So then mm-hmm. um, I've always kind of felt like it wasn't doing me good. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, I noticed my mental changes when I ate more sugar. And mm-hmm. when I was pastry chef, too, that was crazy. But then now, like, I can't afford to do that kind of thing where I'll eat one thing. And it's not even, it's just because my gut is all messed up. I'll just fall asleep. And then Joyson's poking my face and going like, wake up. And it's the midday, right? I'm like, yeah, I can't take this news. And I'd be like, go, go brush your own teeth. Go put your own shoes on. And I'm like grumpy and everything. I'm like, something's got to change. This isn't fair. Yeah, I got to yeah. like, I need that steady. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm going to try and do like a, if, it, if meat wasn't so expensive, I would definitely try just like carnivore diet of just like fish, beef, pork, chicken, keto. eggs. No, it's even like one step further than keto. It's like, like Literally just meat and fat. Oh, that sounds great. But yeah, yeah, I like vegetables, <laughs> and I yeah, and I that like seems like I maybe like not a great balance. Vinegars and things like only for some animals. for Why some you reason in the Arctic. For some reason, <laughs> it actually works. It works really well from from the research that I've done into it. Uh, it's really well for like autoimmune disorders and things like that, like elimination diets. But it also yeah. gives you like this steady amount of energy throughout your entire day. Where you don't have those peaks and valleys of like a uh, carb carb yeah. spike or crash or things like that. So what about a water diet? Have you ever tried that? I think that's just what? called fasting. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, thought I have thought water. about doing like a seventy two hour just, just straight water? up fast and just water, that's it. But like that's not really gonna work if I have to work. No, I know. Because I have to taste things and I have yeah. to like it's also when you're I feel like fasting and like working like exerting yourself might not be a great maybe, <laughs> no. maybe it is healthy but when you're around food i noticed that i was always picking on things if i left food out and, mm-hmm. and especially like did i sense leftovers and it would just go down so then i learned that what's in front of you is going to affect your whole environment right mm-hmm. so you have to so you you clean that. up man yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna taste tidy like, tidy them shits up you just want more yeah but if you don't have in front of you it's easy yeah. I, I mean that's like that's like a the straight up cook's mentality of just like oh that's tasty I want more, yeah more, more, more. yeah 
have no idea how like, much you're eating like an by addict, meals. Addict brain of mine just going like, <laughs> give me all the sugar, all the sugar, all the sugar. <laughs> yeah, I had a teacher uh, in chef school who, like, he was the only guy in the school, and he would go in the the pantry. And he would like stick his hands in the chocolate chips and show <laughs> like, oh and then and he'd be like crying. And then he'd come out and he would tell us too. He's like, oh, I thought I would be fired today, but they came in and gave me a raise. <laughs> but he was the best. He's yeah. Oh I, I, I felt that. I'm like, I stick my hands in my chocolate chips too at home. Oh God, I, I mean, that. when I was a kid, we used to. My mom because the the jar we kept brown sugar in, she oh. she couldn't fit her hand in. But I was a kid, so my hand could fit in. She'd be like. Grab one chunk of brown sugar for you and one for me. Oh, that's so sweet. And it was just like, oh. but now I'm in a restaurant and I'm like, fuck, I'm crashing. Like, now it's a can brown, brown sugar. sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like literally a garbage can size situation of brown yeah. sugar that I'm just like, well, my fucking hand definitely fits in here. I'm all about pineapple juice. Pineapple in juices. a hot kitchen, yeah. Oh, okay. cold pineapple juice. But sounds good. I think you could get allergic to that very quickly. I'm not sure why. Like maybe the defense mechanisms of like what a oh, pineapple really? is. Like you get like weird tongue feeling and yeah. bromelain and I get that. I get that. Yeah. Off. So there's one time at Grace, I would drink it. <laughs> you, you what? With celery, I get that. Oh, celery juice? No, just like eating straight up celery. Oh, Strange. what you get uh, allergic reaction? Yeah, like uh, the fuzzy. Oh, yeah, it's weird. I guess for everyone it's different. I don't know. Pineapples. Maybe I'm just fucking weird. Yeah. Weird is pretty good. Weird's good. We're all here because we're weird. I mean, be weird we're all we're all here because, yeah. What is this called? Like out of I think weird. If you does anyone have like a dictionary? I think it means something like out of this, like mm. extraordinary. Mm. I wouldn't say we're any different than that. <laughs> good point. Maybe maybe that's a good good note to to end it on. Yeah. Um, keep keep it weird. That's what keep it say. weird. <laughs> keep it keep it, like out of, keep it out of the ordinary. That's I mean, to 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 let it go to an ordinary place is just like, I mean, just like why a, would you want to do that? Right. Yeah. It's it's boring. It's boring. It's like why not have a we're silly conversation in COVID about here? <laughs> Come on, guys, <laughs> get with the times. Get with the yeah. weird. Yep, 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 yep. Be um, weird. But on that note, uh, whoever is listening, we appreciate you. We love you. Um, love you, John. Love you, OG. Love you too. Really appreciate, really, really appreciate you coming out today and uh, and talking with us. Yeah. Well, thank you for having this me. This is so fun. fun. And if anybody has any questions or things um, that you'd like to ask John or I or f- future potential guests that we'll let you know about, um, we have a whole bunch of guests lined up. Feel free to. Nice. And we'll, we'll, we'll give you a heads up as to who they are, and you can do your research and ask your questions. But feel free to email us at meatballthoughts at gmail.com. Um, looking at you, not Samar. Um, yeah, not <laughs> What's going on, I'm pretty Samar? sure he's one. <laughs> right, so. Good people. We were talking about you before this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, love you guys. And uh, yeah, that's it.